Did you say Brandon Heat? Yeah, the partner of the infamous Harry McDowell. He's a dangerous man. Indeed he is. From what I've heard, Heat's true grave unit is even more efficient than Bear Walken's overkills. He's quiet, honest, and highly skilled. There's no way Big Daddy would leave him alone. Take a look. Here comes the young man now. So that's him. Better late than never, Brandon. My apologies. Gentlemen, I'm Brandon Heat of Millennium. Japanese, a podcast where two dudes in their 30s, uh, it's like old, it's old times. Shocker. Old times. Talk about anime. Necrolization? No, wait. It's Bill. Ow. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll be your big daddy if you want me to. Oh, jeez. And you could be my Maria. No, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> my name is Andy. Inappropriate relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that today. Because today we're talking about episode 12 of Gungrave, which is titled Kind. Kind of what? Kind of lame, this episode. Yep. <laughs> That's, I mean, um, but first, but first, <laughs> how, how you doing? Uh, I'm okay. I'm tired. <laughs> We just uh we just chatted for about a good thirty six minutes on mic without starting the episode. Yeah, I think we're both uh stressed out and craving contact. Contact is great. I'm, I I miss I miss contact. I'm already kind of a hermit, but uh it's been the last month or so has been it's finally started to get to me. It's only taken you almost a year of quarantine for it to finally <laughs> affect you, Bill. Basically. <laughs> oh my god yeah no it's uh it, the isolation is is just great it's fantastic no it's not and uh you know like we're just marching along like nothing ever happened uh in some ways um yep. with my job we talked about that earlier uh and just other things but pandemic's still going on folks there's still a pandemic and not enough vaccine. And not enough vaccine. Will And mutants it, popping up. So now yes. it's, are we going to get enough vaccines before it mutates away from it? That's true. Uh, so let's get away from this depressing topic. Yeah, no kidding. Because it's making me sad. Uh, and instead, let's talk about some Noid news, some, shall we? Some Noid news? Noid news. Like, yeah, you have to like talk about... Domino's? You know, yeah, you can only talk about Domino's Pizza yeah, yeah, and the, the 90s... <laughs> The 80s or 90s uh, mascot, the Noid. You ever play that? No, you probably didn't because you never, you never had an NES. No, I did I did not. 
there was a video game for the NES. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Uh, it was a marketing one. Um, it was called Yo Noid. No, I did not know that existed. And you play as the Noid. And it's actually, and it may just be because I haven't played it since I was a kid, but it actually I remember being a very good video game. I remember the game where you played a the, the red dot off of a 7-Up <gasps> bottle. Cool Spot. Cool spot. That's what. It, yeah. Cool spot's the name of that game. I remember that game. <laughs> that game was fantastic too. I think that one was worse than Yo Noid. I think Yo Noid was better. I'm pretty sure Yo Yo Noid you had a a yo yo, huh? As your weapon. Okay. Thus the yo, I guess. Yeah. Because why not? And we said the word yo. We, <laughs> we said the word yo, so it was the it was the 90s, and we just we make it a yo yo. I guess I don't know. It's weird. It was. It's very strange. Huh. What other crazy marketing games are there out there? Uh, oh, I did play on stream that one time, the uh, uh, I Love You Colonel Sanders game. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, yes. That was the dating sim for KFC. Uh, random shout-out to Crap I Watch. Do you ever watch any of Matt Pat's theory channels? Is he the one that does, like, film, yeah, film theory? Yeah, and game yeah, theory, yes, and now I, he does I've food seen... theory. Oh. He did a, a three-for last week. That he did a gaming theory based on, uh, it was all KFC. It was a, a game theory about the, uh, KFC system that keeps your chicken warm. Yes, the one that seems like a terrible idea, but it, anyway. It was a, uh, there was a food theory where they tried to at home replicate KFC, uh, 12 verbs and spices. Okay. And they did a movie theory, film theory, uh, about the, um, a recipe for seduction starring Mario Lopez as Colonel Sanders. I am very interested in watching that wreck of a show of a, show, of a movie. I, I want to see it. I, I, need I think it's only like 15 it. minutes long, too. So I don't care. That's fine. That's what I'm saying. You can fit it in. That's about as much as I can handle. We need to probably do that as a, as a tooting Japanese Twitch stream. Oh, like my goodness. That would be wild. <laughs> I would be I would be all down. I'd be, I'd be okay with that. Well, that's not really my nerd news this week. Uh, hey, have you heard what's going on with GameStop? Yes. Well, in the stock market. <laughs> yeah, this is wild. And I had to like read a lot of things and also watch some videos to kind of even like slightly understand what's going on. Same. Because I'm not a financial guy. Right. Same. So here's my understanding. And if I make some mistakes as far as my understanding goes that, that doesn't match up with your understanding, let me know. The stock market is foreign to me. No. Yes, agreed. We are of the poor folk, which means that the stock market is not really meant for us. And we were never taught it. Right, no. And so, like, they're, what I gathered, we know that, well, I think most people know that GameStop has not generally been doing well. Yes, the whole brick-and-mortar gaming industry is not doing well. Correct. And their uh, their model seems to be very dependent on actual physical things. Yes, it ab- 100% um, absolutely. You is. know, Best Buy or Target or Walmart will survive because they have other other sources of revenue. Mm-hmm. GameStop, not so much. Right. So my understanding of what's going on with this, if you have not been keeping up or if you're confused also as to what's happening, is GameStop has not been doing well. So on the stock market, there are what seems to be some sort of like options for like short-term sort of sales of some sort where like you can get investors to like pump money in my understanding let me see if i can jump in and help here 
Yeah, please do. I, I have a general idea. I just I just find this kind of interesting. Because once you went to some sort, I think I understand that part a little better. Okay, this is the part I don't understand as much. So it seems like what they do is they say, like, you're a company and you have stocks. And they're worth $10 a piece. Okay. And I come to you and say, hey, let me borrow three of those $10 stocks. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't owe you $30. I owe you three stocks. Mm-hmm. I take my 30, those $10 stocks and I sell them to people. And when you're, when you start losing money and your stocks go down, now they're worth $7 a piece. Right. I buy those stocks back from the people I sold them to for pocketing the $3 is, a piece yep. and then yep, say the, 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 the lower price. Yes. Pocket it. Yeah. I buy it back from the lower price, pocketing the $3 extra and then come back to mm-hmm. you and say, here are your three stocks back. Right. Right. It doesn't matter no, what they absolutely. were worth when you gave them to me. It doesn't matter what they were worth when I gave them back. I sold them somebody. They lost money. And then I bought them back yeah. for the cheaper price and gave them back, which seems wild in its own right. No, it seems completely wild. And it seems like, I mean, this is the kind of shit like the underhanded, um, like, you know, fine print bullshit that goes on behind the scenes constantly with like these like big, rich assholes or big companies right that can that can do these things in order to kind of play a really elaborate gambling system well it's not even gambling they've rigged the system to win they've rigged it yeah Yeah. so here's the cool part this is the part that i really enjoy the internet (laughs) yes so 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 reddit uh there were a group on group of redditors people on reddit or whatever that were like caught wind of what was happening what was going on so they saw the price go down so they started buying huge amounts of shares in GameStop. And with all of that money coming into GameStop, it was then there's that balancing system that this part of the stock market started making the price just kind of skyrocket up. So in my analogy before, instead of me getting having to buy those back for $7, yes. if your stock rises, yeah, I then have to buy them back at a loss and give you your three stocks back. But now they're worth $14 a piece, so I lost $4 on every one of them. Right. And uh, they're currently, they just apparently just just took a dive today. But um, at their highest point, uh, even today, uh, I think this is today, um, they were sitting at uh, $492. Wow. Now, if I go back to the one month, back on January 12th, so this is like, Two weeks ago, yep. when we were recording this ish, they were nineteen dollars and ninety five cents a stock. Yep. And the highest at closing they got was January twenty seventh, so yesterday, at three hundred and forty seven dollars a stock. And so I guess there's been a lot of people, hedge funds and stuff, that have gone bankrupt over this. Yes. And here's the infuriating part: is they basically shut down people being able to buy it. Yes, there were uh, online apps and, and ways that, you know, these individuals were able to buy these stocks. Uh, Robinhood was, I think, one yep, of them. Yeah, that's one that he talked about a lot. Yep, that uh, just 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 kind of slyly, you know, made it so you couldn't buy them anymore. Yep. And uh, that, I think it's actually even uh, spurred a class action lawsuit, um, which I hope that that uh, shoots these motherfuckers down. Uh, these big businesses who are losing out of money, well... Sorry, you're going about these corrupt practices. Well, there's a lot of Maybe there's they... a lot of memes and stuff that came out, and it's like you know, rich people tell poor people, well, if you just invested your money in 
if, you know, and we invested, so we invested our money and started getting rich. And it's like, well, no, not like that. No, 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 not you poor people. Yeah. <laughs> not like this. Or like, uh, there was one that was like, you know, big businessmen losing their businesses and their wives and their houses. And, uh, like, it's like, it said, uh, you know, us poor people, something like that. Like, well, what if you budgeted it? Budgeted yes, better. The, maybe if you cut out the Starbucks. <laughs> your, uh, your avocado on your toast. Yeah. It, it, and it is infuriating that somebody figures out poor people, the masses figure out a way to even the system and. Yeah. And the then, gate slam closed. Yep. It's, uh, it's wild. And the same thing is happening with, uh, AMC. Yes. Barnes and Noble. There's several. I saw AMC. Yeah. Yep, I think, oh, Bed Bath and Beyond was one of the other ones that was, uh, being, being used that way. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, uh, I am all for big corporations that do things underhandedly and don't treat the people that they, uh, are employing. Uh, with the proper respect and wages, uh, just getting a little bit back. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. I, I like that there is constantly this this push that we are finding ways, and and I think it's is coming to a a head at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's getting to where I don't think these billionaires can be billionaires. Maybe not. Maybe it'll become. You know, maybe they'll lock us down somehow. But it seems like people yeah. are constantly trying to figure out how to level things out a bit. Yeah, put push push back on. Uh... On, on a system that is uh, generally against the everyday man. Yep. Uh, that's that, that was what I wanted to talk about. I That is wild to me. I just absolutely, I, I was trying to make sense of the story, but then as I started to kind of make sense of it, I'm just like, this is the craziest thing. I suppose we should have had our financial expert come on and explain it to us. You know, we, we, we should have contacted our financial department, getting uh, getting little Lee in here uh, to help us out. I'm sure he could have uh, explained it a lot better right, right. than we just did. Um, but go check that, the information. Go Google it uh, and, and find out more because it is, it is wild. Then us being it. chuckle fucks about it. Exactly. Exactly. If you've seen my bank account, you know that I am not – I'm not – I'm a freaking teacher. I, I don't know much about money. <laughs> so – or else I wouldn't be in this profession. Yeah. Hey, I, I wouldn't be turning a screwdriver. That's fair. That's fair. Hey, uh, did you have any nerd news this week, Bill? No, not really. Okay. I, no, I'm tired. WandaVision's awesome. <laughs> Go watch it. Can we talk about that just a yeah, little bit? Yeah, absolutely. We won't get into spoilers too much. I don't want to get into spoilers it, too much just for yeah, people that maybe haven't yep, seen it. It's hard to. It's almost hard to say without saying. Then instead of talking about plot, let's just talk about aesthetic. As a kid who grew up watching Nick at Night, the, the Dick Van Dyke aesthetic and the um, Bewitched aesthetics and the... Oh yeah, the Brady Bunch Partridge Family. Mm-hmm. It, it's so seamless and it's so mm-hmm. just spot on perfect. It's not exact mimicry of anything, and it's such a blending of those. Especially the uh, the most recent episode that was Brady Bunch Partridge Family, Mary Tyler Moore. Yes, like all mixed together. Yes. Yeah, it's it's really the the time periods and like not just the, the time periods themselves and like the the but like the set design. The uh the the acting, uh I I can't remember the actress's name that plays Wanda Maximoff. Oh, um, Elizabeth Olsen. That's it. I'm so I'm I'm terrible. She, with that. The easy way to remember that is she's the younger sister of the Olsen twins. Really? I never yep. knew that. Uh, no, she's she her acting in this is top. Oh, notch. I know her her changing the inflection to, to match the time period and and the genre. Yeah. Is so good. Yeah, facial expressions, physical comedy, yep. uh, the inflection, everything. Everything is great. Paul Bettany doesn't do as much of that, but he's vision. He's always like, right. I mean, he's supposed to be sort of 
I'm not sure what's going on, and I'm kind of. Um, Catherine Hahn is great. Mm-hmm. Everybody so far has been amazing. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I, it's a, one of those things that I feel like it's a, it's going to be kind of divisive. You know, looking back at it, you know, I, I think it, the the tone is starting to change, and maybe it'll feel a little a little more traditional Marvel um, as we go on, maybe. But um, I just I just love the. Just the kind of just taking the risks that they yeah, do with this. Yeah, I'm in, and I I don't know what's happening. I have some theories, but I but I mm-hmm. don't know what's happening for sure. And that's rare for me because usually I'm very rarely do I go into a show and I'm like I have no fucking clue what's happening. I'm I'm lost. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good feeling. Yep. So no, and it's it's just like I said, as, as just like on a craft level, it's so well done. I agree. Uh, but we won't go any further into that because I don't want to potentially veer accidentally into spoilers. But uh, that is on Disney Plus. You can go find that there, and uh, go enjoy some WandaVision. It if you if you're a fan of um, superheroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or if you're just a fan of television, and it's yeah, history, classic television. It's ah oh, so good, so good. All right, uh, hey Bill. Hi. Hi, it's your week. It's episode 12 of Gungrave. I have no idea how long or short this review is going to be because. Fans, there's not much here, and episode 13 is Josh's, so we're just going to do one today. So it's about that long? It's about, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Bill, take us through that episode. Uh, we start with Maria in a windstorm. <laughs> okay, can we, can we clarify a little bit? Like, she's not, like, it's not like twi- the movie Twister or anything. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> although, although I kind of want to see Maria and Brandon. <laughs> Like chasing like storms. Cow, cow, cow. cow. <laughs> uh, Brandon, cow. <laughs> you know, Brandon's got standing there and all these cherry blossoms blowing around. It's so it's like probably the most anime thing that's happened so far in this. Yep, there's Vaseline all over the animation cell lens. I wasn't sure when you first started that sentence. I'm like, where's the Vaseline? On the lens, like when they do the dream effect thing on a TV yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking? What do you use Vaseline for? Ah, uh, so she catches a flower petal. She does, and Brandon's gone. Yep. And then we hear that it's been three years since they've seen each other. Oh no! Another fucking time jump. An- another time jump. I okay. Am I alone here in being? I don't want to say confused because that's not the right word. But like, we've done a lot of time jumps. We have. Like, how old are these people now? <laughs> I mean, they're at least eight years older than they were than the beginning, right? Yeah. Then we have I a guess. then we have a five and a three. I think I, I don't. It just feels like we're constantly jumping time. It feels like this whole anime goes at a breakneck speed mm-hmm. to get to Zombie Cowboy. It does, and you know, we talked about it. I think in the past, obviously, we're already like at episode twelve. We're almost almost at the halfway point of the anime. Yep. And you know, episode one. We, we was the weird zombie cowboy stuff. And yep. then and then episode two was like, nope, hit the brakes, go back, and we're gonna tell like a whole different story that wasn't told in the video games, right? Like this is all made up, all new, all different stuff here. We've talked about how impressive it is that they managed to take a shitty premise like the video game and turn it into at least I think like really good storytelling. They started that way. Yeah. And I think the further we get into it, and the more breakneck we get, and the closer we get to the zombie cowboy, I think the worse it gets. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a little worried because I've seen this, sh- this series several times, but like I'm watching back through it, obviously, as we do these episodes, and I'm not really ahead of where we are with this episode 12, personally. So I don't remember kind of exactly pacing-wise how we get to the next bit, to the next bit, to the next bit. Yeah, blo- I, th- I feel like the Blood War stuff is the highest level of the anime. I almost think like the first two through five or so was probably the highest level. Okay, yeah. I think I, but either way, I think. I think we degrade over time. You know, whether you think there's a little bit of a peak before they drop or whether it's just a straight drop, mm-hmm. I think the beginning is is where it's at. Well, we're gonna we're gonna see how where it goes as we go into these next couple of episodes. But uh right now Yep, right now, Brandon is running his true grave, who are as good or better than Bears Overkills. Yeah, he's got his like own little posse. Yep. Yeah, he's got his own platoon of dudes with his own like sub gang uh i have a an important question for you yes we see obviously an aged up brandon here yes slicked black hair glasses do you like this look because i don't dig it it is very jarring like it doesn't feel like brandon anymore yeah like he he's definitely i mean i get what they're going for here with the visual of like what they're trying to make him look like but like someone needs to talk to Brandon and and tell him that that haircut with those glasses just doesn't work. I am surprised that he was as good a fighter as he was if he needed glasses the whole time. Right? (laughs) Are they just decoration? Yeah, apparently. He's like, these will make me feel distinguished. Yeah, it. I don't know. I I agree. It's, It's jarring. I don't particularly like it. I feel like his voice is even different now. Yeah, I mean, well, we know that, like, Harry's voice will eventually be completely different by the by the later time. Yeah, we heard him. We heard him in an earlier episode as an older self. But that didn't bother me as hard as this one did. Yeah, like this feels like a whole different character. Mm-hmm. Right. I I kind of agree with that. Um, even the way that he acts, as we'll talk about throughout this episode, like he 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 feels very different. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of men in a room, and they're uh, hotel and casino owners. Mm-hmm. And uh, Harry offers them one million Yule each for their casinos, which I guess is not enough money because they say it's a, not enough. No, they they call bullshit. Yeah, they say that's a joke. That's a joke offer. Yeah, they get pretty mad about it. Um, but Bob knows that all the hotels are in the red, so it's not a bad offer. Leave it to fucking Bob. I think Bob's like, yeah, like forty percent of those are like way in the red. So, yeah. which they're in the red on purpose because. Of what Millennium's done. They put him in the red. It's sneaky. It is. Uh, the one guy who complains about it brand, brings this point up. Uh, Brandon shoots him in the arm. <laughs> Which doesn't yeah, feel but, like, like a very Brandon thing to do either. No, and I and I guess my question is then on that, like, is it just because he's become such a killer that like this is what it's turned him into at this point? I, I guess. They talk about it, though, because they're like... You know, they could have killed everybody and just taken it. So why do they even offer him at all? To which uh, uh, Harry's like, well, dead people don't do, like, really good work or something. Yeah, I can't remember what the quote they're, was. Yeah, they're, uh, dead men aren't terribly productive. That's it. Dead men, dead men aren't terribly productive. But still, I don't know. It just it seemed weird that Brandon would shoot somebody over, over money. Right. Even in the arm. Yeah. Yeah. That seems very out of character for him. So Ballad Bird is uh, worried also brings up that he's worried because Bob knows that Randy is snooping around 
on Harry's deals. This is our, our good friend from the earlier episodes. Damn it, Randy. Damn it, Randy, that they're, that they're referring to from the earlier episodes. What I find interesting about that is, like, they bring it up, but then they don't really... It doesn't get resolved in this episode by any means. No, it does not. But there's something going on. You know, Randy yes. doesn't trust this cabal of guys. And Harry basically tells Lee that he is going to be the shadow counterpart to Brandon. You know, Brandon's a symbol of power, Millennium's power. Uh, but Lee's going to kind of be the left hand, stabbing people in the back. Just like he did to to Harry in that one episode when he threw those uh, <laughs> pointy chopsticks. Yep. He acupunctured him real good. Acupunct with the, uh, k- no, kunai? No. Uh, no k- kunai are like the knife things. Oh, okay. It's, uh, s- Sinbo? Cinnabons, that's it. Got it. Yeah, Cinnabons, yes. Yes. He threw Cinnabons in, at him. He got all sticky. That's, that's, that's what he did to Bob. <laughs> and then Harry says that he has to get home to Sherry or she'll whine all night. What a, what a, what a loving, what a loving man. I know, it was, yeah. I gotta get home so the, so the future wife won't bitch at me. Yep. <laughs> and we have a flashback to uh, Brandon meeting Sherry officially as Harry's partner. And she asks about Brandon's love life. Yes, that does happen Which here. is kind of it's, odd. It is kind of strange. She's like, do you have a special lady? And he's like, no. And Harry's like, yeah, he does. And she's like, oh, I know he did. And he's like, no, I don't. <laughs> and then we flashback the flashback. <laughs> what? What? To Big Daddy talks to Brandon about skipping Maria's birthday. Oh! And no. at, yes. It's a fishing scene. It is a fishing scene. It's one of my favorite things from this anime. It's, it's a fishing double flashback. It's a. F- <laughs> I thought you had to pay extra for that. Yeah, well, I think you did. So, yes, in this fishing scene, uh, we found out that Brandon skipped out on Maria's birthday. How dare he? And Big Daddy wants him to go see her. Does he, though? Yeah, because he's like, if you don't, you're going to wind up as a lonely old man like me. <laughs> Suffer. And, and he's like, oh, well, I mean, do you regret it? He's like, eh, a little bit. He's like, well, if you don't, if you're not going to get any of that, I'm going to. Apparently. Yeah, it's, apparently. But I, I I guess he did okay by getting Brandon the first, like, go see her. Go, go. Oh, you're not? All right. I tried. I mean, I. All right. I guess I'll date the girl that uh, I call that calls me uncle. That's that sounds perfect. Oh, it's terrible. It is. It's, it is not great. I don't love it. It is a weird dynamic. That yeah, it's not. It's I not could good. do without. I absolutely could too. Like if he had a son that, like she married or something, that would right. be, that would be a little. Right. Le- I don't know. Yeah. Or even if he had a a nephew. And that's why she called him uncle, because her boyfriend, he is her boyfriend's uncle or something. Like, right. something like that would, I don't know. I don't enjoy it. But you know what is great? The break card. Hey everyone, it's Andy, and you have made it to the break card, the midpoint of this episode. We're reviewing episode 12 of Gungrave. I hope you're enjoying it so far. Bill and I had a good time just... Catching up, you know, and, and talking and chatting and just having a good time. And we'll be back next time with another episode of one of these. Uh, we're going to be 
doing episode 13 and then uh, 14 separately from each other because we're going to try to get a special guest in for episode 14, which we mentioned briefly in the, well, this episode. I can't remember. I think it's a little bit later on in this one. Uh, super fan Matt trying to get him in. He really wanted to join us for that one. So excited to have him on board to talk about it. Uh, we hope that you are all doing well as we are marching into the second month already coming up of 2021. I cannot believe January somehow is already over. If you want to help support the show as we move into this new year, you can head over to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese where you can donate as little as a dollar and get all kinds of great bonus content. We've got some really cool stuff figured out for 2021, hopefully, and uh, you can get a lot of that information about it and the bonus content itself over there at the Patreon. We just posted yet another bonus episode for $3 a month. You get all of our bonus content, all our bonus episodes, uh, audio content. We just released our anime character 20 questions episode where we did three different anime characters and it was bill and josh and superfan matt trying to guessing which characters i prepared for them from things that we watched we're gonna do that again i think at some point as well it was a lot of fun and you can again go check that out at patreon.com slash tuning japanese if you don't have the finances you can just tell a friend about the show that would be really cool if you know someone that likes anime Send them to our show. Tell them, you know, the kind of things that we've reviewed and tell them that we're funny. At least I, I hope we're funny. You know, tell them the truth. Tell them, tell them, well, me don't tell them the truth, but tell them that you enjoy the show and they would enjoy the show as well. We'd really, really appreciate it. Now it's Friday night, doing some podcast editing. going to go right back into it so I can either get it out late tonight or first thing on Saturday. Again, Take care of yourselves, hope you're all well, and we'll see you back in our review of Gungrave. Uh, so, Bungie and Truegrave. Oh, Bungie. Uh, they're out partying and drinking, and uh, one of the guys comes up to Bungie and uh, wants Brandon to be thanked. Uh, you know, offers, you know, tell Brandon thank you for, he went and paid off the guy's mom's medical bills without telling anybody. Nice gesture. It was. And Bougie gets a little shitty about it. I don't know if he's trying to joke at this point or if he's just being kind of shitty. On- yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what they're doing with Bungie in this episode. Yeah. Because uh, he's just like, oh, you can talk to me, but, you know, you, you couldn't bring yourself to talk to him, but you can talk to me. Is it jealousy? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's jealousy or if it's if he's drunk or if he's joking and or if he's just I don't know. I don't know what it is. There might be some jealousy, just like the way that he like in this scene, he looks pretty stern. And then like what he does later mm-hmm. in this episode makes it think like he's trying to maybe stand out from Brandon's shadow. Yep. Because a random intern uh, kind of wonders out loud why someone like someone like Brandon would join the organization. You know, since Brandon doesn't really want fun. Yeah, no, doesn't want women, doesn't want... Drink, doesn't want fun. Yeah. And then Bougie says, you know, gets all anime on us and tells us it's because of the steel armor around his heart. Like a Gundam? And his wiener. <laughs> uh, always always wrap your wiener in steel before you, uh, before you do anything. That's what Josh's porn taught me. <laughs> oh, no. Quite, quite literally. Josh's porn taught me you can get 10 bucks out of kids from Rock Island if you sell it to them. <laughs> but you're probably not getting it back. It was, it was theoretically a rental, but. 
I got paid. <laughs> you got you got paid. It's all that matters. I'm like the I'm like pornography Harry here. I'm like I'm ruthless. <laughs> I don't care. I just it's all about the money and the power. I don't care about the thing. <laughs> I just... Oh Christ! Uh, uh, what happens next? Uh, uh, so Harry drops off Sherry after the, uh, their date, and he tells her next time they will have a lot more fun. Right until breakfast. They okay. I just realized if you if you made like a cutesy Hollywood like duo name of those two, it would just be Harry or Sherry. Shaharry. Shaharry. <laughs> I guess that works. Shaharry. Shaharry. She. Shaharry. 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 Oh no. Um. Can we please? Please have a little conversation about what the fuck happens in Bear's house. <laughs> yes, we're we're getting there, but they're going I to got, have more fun next time this. they date until breakfast. <laughs> I want to point that out. Yes, although at this point she is was she twelve when we first met her? I think she was twelve when we first met her. Or she was seven when she, she first got brought up, right? Yes. So so she so she is fifteen. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I was I I put an extra time skip in there and thought she was maybe I, no, maybe I was wrong and she was twenty, but because no. there would have been eight, eight years total of skips. Yes. So. No. No. It's not great. Not great. Not great. Worse. Worse than the last. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And Bear obviously agrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not for the reasons he should. No. Because <laughs> um, Sherry comes home and she finds Bear waiting for her in a, in a kimono <laughs> and sunglasses <laughs> at night. <laughs> it's so... It's the greatest fucking image. It is a statement. It, <laughs> it, it, it is a statement. Like, she comes in all glowy-cheeked like, ah, I just blew Harry in the car. And Bear's like, uh-uh. No, let me make you tea aggressively. I think if my daughter ever starts dating, I'm just going to meet all of her boyfriends at the door <laughs> in a kimono and sunglasses at night. Can you please? <laughs> as much as, as much as that's slightly toxic max- masculinity, I still love it. I, can you? Please? I don't. I mean, I can see where it would be slightly toxic masculinity, but at the same time, it's so bizarre. It's so good. I want this to happen. Like that's not. <laughs> Oh, your dad's really mean and threatening. It's like, your dad's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> we was aggressively there with the yeah. mortar what and the pestle. What the fuck, like, <laughs> Breaking some fucking tea leaves up. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so what is his, so Bill, what is his reasoning for not wanting her to bang this guy? Because he's dangerous. Because he's a gangster. <laughs> To which she's like, yeah, Dad, Duh. you're also a gangster. You're the biggest gangster around. <laughs> this is like the episode of like, oh no, all the women characters know that the men are in gangs. <laughs> yeah, oh shit. That's the theme of this episode. It really is. It really is. It's just a women aren't dumb episode. <laughs> it just took them eight years of skipping around to find a... To let them figure it out, to, or to figure it out, right? Apparently, him being a gangster is how her mom died. Yeah, that was dark. He, she, he's just like, "Do you want to be like your mom?" And I'm like, "God, 
Jesus Christ. I mean, she has a point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, So they argue, she's stubborn, and she's like, I want this, and I'm ready for it. And I'm like, no, you're too young. Oh, young people think they're ready. Like, I kind of thought that when I had an extra five-year time skip in there, young lady, but... Right. So back to Boonji. Oh, Boonji! Boonji! Former, formerly like... 15-year-old Boonji. <laughs> who's what, now 18? Yeah, he's 18. Uh, he hunts down a guy who fucked up a political kidnapping. Yes. They're in a parking lot. He kills the driver of a car that nearly killed him. And almost killed somebody else who was, like, the real target. Yeah, and uh, also don't forget, as is tradition, Boonji does get shot in the scene. He does. <laughs> and then he shoots the guy, like, five times. <laughs> oh, yeah, he just, like, unloads on this guy. The guy's laying there on the ground crying, and he just... Ba-ba-ba-ba-bow. Ba-ba-ba-ba-bow-bow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he, he blows that guy to pieces. Oh, Two pieces. Finished. I'm glad you finished that. <laughs> Two pieces. So Boonji is sitting there thinking, stewing on what the intern said about Brandon. And Brandon walks up and just backhands Boonji for doing that shit alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's not happy. Um, and Harry comes in and smooths it out. And, as as Harry do. Yep. Sends Boonji to get to the doctor to get his shoulder looked at. Boonji is proud and a true man. I just love how uh, Brandon gives his shoulder that got shot a little, like, aggressive squeeze. I know. It's so mean. Boogie's like, I got shot in the shoulder. I'm not going to a doctor. Talk about toxic masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of that going around in this episode. A lot of this going on in this anime. That's that's true. Well, when you really think about it, there aren't very many female characters to begin with, which we've seen many anime where that's the case, unfortunately. You yeah. Know, like, Wolf's, Wolf's Reign didn't have a lot of strong female characters either. It had two, which mm-hmm. I think is probably better than this anime. I would agree. I don't think... I think our strongest female character... Maybe Maria? No, Maria's a, Maria's a, a sackcloth. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, maybe Sherry, because she stands maybe up to Sherry. her dad a little bit. Yeah, probably, Sherry's Mar- probably... Probably Maria's daughter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Well, she was in the yes. first episode. It's she not, was in the first episode. Yeah, not it's like not it's totally. a huge spoiler. True. So we have Big Daddy talks to Maria about Brandon. And Harry, and if he should offer them a partnership and eventually succession. Yeah, uh, this is definitely moving in the direction that uh, Harry has wanted. Mm-hmm. This has been his goal from day one: is not infiltrate necessarily, like like you know, sinisterly, but to get to the top of yeah, to rise through the ranks. Yeah, rise up to the top of the organization. Yep. and it looks like it's on its way to being tr- the truth. He's getting there. Maria knows that the business euphemism is bull. And reveals that she's known for four years. So kind of yes. like she said before about this is where all the female characters decide they they realize the men are a gang. Right. So she I forgot she says she she's known for four years, so good for her. She knew last time we saw her. That's true. We get a recap of the events of her moving in and seeing Brandon again. It's like lady, we know this already. Yeah, pretty much. Uh they blah blah some more about who Brandon is, how awkward he is, and that he loves her. A big daddy will order Brandon to come see her. And she says no. Yeah. She decides the best thing to do for him is just to live a happy life. And if he's going to come see her and she's going to be part of that happy life, that's on Brandon to the side. Yep. Uh, True Grave comes to Brandon with news that they are there to handle a traitor in the organization. Is that maybe Randy shut the fuck up? 
I'm wondering that might be. They might, shut, they might shut the fuck up with somebody. Yeah. Well, we don't know yet, but we'll. Well, I guess we'll find out next time. Perhaps. Uh, yep. And Harry shows up. The doc shows up to talk to Doctor Tokioka. Okay, so I have some things to talk about with this scene. Okay. The first thing I want to talk about is: Did you notice that the giant blood smear from three years ago is still all over that machinery? I mean, it's hard to get out. I. They didn't bother to clean it at all. They don't have a cleaning lady. <laughs> I guess you can't really hire someone to come into this like place with like these crazy abomination undead things. They, there's not enough female characters in here to, to to wash their. Oh, that's fair. No, you're right. We've hit our quota of two. They're all Three. macho masculine, and they can't be cleaning the equipment. No, that's true. Yeah, and, and, and like, and we're we're out of female characters. We're we're all out. Did when we see that scene too. Am I mistaken, but didn't they show, like, like some clothing also laying near? I still say there wasn't a cleaning lady. Okay, all right. <laughs> you know what? That's fine. That, you know, all, all of this tracks uh, <laughs> the Dr. Tokioka's these, crazy... These, the men of this world are not going... are all toxic, and they're not going to clean up their own mess. This, this, okay, okay. And, this and makes sense. There's only three women in this whole anime, and one's not born yet. All right. All right. <laughs> so, well, the... Better get on that so we can get someone to clean up this lab. Uh, all right. Yep. Um, wow. Uh, all right. Hey, I'm no, not saying I'm, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying it, that that tracks to their logic. That tracks to the logic of this anime, unfortunately. Hey, Bill, what yes. happens with Doctor Tokioka? Uh, well, he remembers that Harry and Lee uh, came to him a long time ago and offered him all the money and backing he needed to keep researching necrolization. <gasps> Bill, did you just say? Necrolization? Yes, Satan's technology. <laughs> and Dr. T's like, I shouldn't do that. And Harry's like, bullshit, if you if you really gave a shit or had any morals, you'd stop this a long time ago. And you know what? He calls his bluff because a little bit later, we see that he's been doing Yeah, no, he's still. totally right. I mean, Harry's totally yeah. right. It's like, if you really had a moral compass, you wouldn't have done this in the first place, or you would have at least stopped. I do like Harry's perceptive nature. Yeah. Oh, like, here, here's I, version two. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just move this curtain to the side. Um. Yep. Okay. Now, now we just take out all the blood and put new blood in, and then they don't die after a week. Yeah, it's fine. It's perfect. <laughs> and Harry just kind of tells them, hey, I don't want to use it. It's just a deterrent. Mm, now, do we buy that? To a degree, probably. I think he's more willing to use it than he admits. Mm-hmm. But I think if everybody went, all right, he's got necrolization, everybody give up, he probably wouldn't have used it. Okay. I think maybe if everybody fell in line, he'd been okay. Yeah. But they don't, so he doesn't He doesn't hold back. Yeah? Yeah, that's when he sees the uh, version two that, uh, as you said, recycle or cycles in new blood and then it can run forever. Yeah, and I you I keep thinking back to your description or comparison to this being like a a Frankenstein's monster sort of situation. Mm -hmm. uh, and in in that book, uh, Frankenstein, there's the whole dis description of like bringing the monster to life is just kind of hand waved because they don't want to like actually explain it with real science because they don't know really how that would work. Uh, so they just kind of like. And then, uh, through a miracle, uh, the secret of life was attained, or whatever the quote was. Okay. And here, it's just kind of like, blah, 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 we switched the blood, and now it works. And I'm like, this <laughs> yep. is such a Frankenstein moment. Like, who, like we're not going to know the exact, like, how does that even work? Who, who cares? Well. We have zombies now. 
we have zombies, but we also kind of have Frankensteins. But we also kind of have vampires, because that blood's coming from somewhere. That is true. Just because nope. they're not drinking it, literally biting a neck and sucking it out. They're still, yeah. That's coming from somewhere, and they're they're using it up. That is a good point. You know, you, you can't tell me that a machine that sucks all the blood out of your body and puts new fresh in every couple days wouldn't be something vampires in the masquerade would love. Oh, no, 100%. And they'd want to figure out some way of filling the thing up in the first place. Hey, Bill. Yes. Uh, I think that's basically the episode, right? That is the end of the episode. Except, I mean, except for get... Harry tells us once again that he wants to climb the ladder to freedom. And cackles like a madman. Yeah. Like, that's not at all worrisome. But that's episode 12. It's that kind. episode 12. It's, uh, it's kind. And that's it. Uh, hey, Bill, it's your episode. What do you think of this uh, episode 12? I think we kind of laid it out in the beginning. If the if the listeners are still listening to us at this point, that's on them. They, <laughs> they knew how we feel at the beginning of this. It, that's no, that's true. I mean, it wasn't like it was painful. It wasn't the worst thing I ever saw in my life, but it had cringe moments. And uh, it, honestly, the bigger the cringe moments were at least something that generated some emotion. The rest of it was just kind of boring. Yeah, I don't like new Brandon. New Brandon's not great. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's a transitional episode. It definitely um, sets up the next stage of the story. Uh, I don't know if they could have done it in a shorter amount of time, honestly, though. I mean, because they have to, they, they set up the Brandon and Maria um, sort of like fractured relationship, like for real, like kind of where that's leading, obviously with Big Daddy. They set up the whole necrolization now is going to be under the control of Millennium. You know they're 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 seeding some stuff with like Boonji and uh, damn it Randy damn it damn it god <laughs> damn it Randy and there, there are things they set up so I don't know if they could have done it in a shorter way but like man just put, having it all in one episode all at the same time was it was hard to stomach it was not a great episode each phase of this could have been its own season no totally and it would have been super weird and disjointed when like one season. Like, this stuff changed so heavily, but... <laughs> right. But I, I think it very well could have... Like, you could have made a whole season out of... Before the first time skip. Mm-hmm. You could have made a whole season out of the, the... Like, that's how I would have done it. Now, that would have been a lot of episodes, and it would have taken a lot more effort, writing, time, animation, but I feel like if it had more room to breathe, it would have been better. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. And this was, And this was a microcosm of that. Uh, yeah. Oh, it absolutely was. It absolutely was. Um, I guess. I guess we'll see where it goes from here in the That's next the episode, which is episode thirteen, which is betrayal. Uh, which I think we're going to do that as a solo episode because it's all about Josh. Well, showing up. Yeah, Josh. Josh. Hopefully, we'll be here for that. And then I know that Superfan Matt would like to join us for episode fourteen. Uh, so we're going to see if we can get that in, in, in line and ordered and figured out. Uh, so yeah, we've got uh, we've got some more reviews. Heading your way, folks. But with that said, I think it's about time to take off. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm getting tired, so. Yeah, no, as am I. Uh, this has been Toonie Japanese, a podcast where two dudes in their 30s talk about anime. And uh, my name is Andy. And I'm Bill. And we will see you next time. Necrolization. Thanks for listening to Toonie Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, 
Like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to Patreon.com slash Tuning Japanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Yes, I'm calling it version number two. In terms of sustained maintenance, the entire blood supply in the entity must be replaced. As long as that's done, it'll be almost permanently functional. It's simply amazing how far we've come, even though the road we're on is leading us down to hell. Down, Doctor? You're wrong about that, believe me. I'm going up. What I'm heading for isn't hell, but freedom. The freedom to take whatever I like, whenever I like, and even give it away if I like. That's the kind of freedom that's waiting for me. <sighs> yes, this power will give me a boost in the right direction. All the way up to a much, much higher place. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,